Welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. It's your co-host, Jenny Scott, here with a very special co-host today. I have with us Mr. John Bauer, my partner in crime at ISSA with content. How are you, John? I am great. It's always very special for me to be able to fill dance shoes, big shoes to fill, but I'm glad to be here for sure. I know, literally big shoes to fill, because Dan, I've met Dan now once and of course, I talk to him all the time. He is not a small person. Neither am I, though. <laughs> so I appreciate you being here with us. And you are actually very familiar with our guests that we have today. You were the one who encouraged him to come onto our podcast. So I appreciate that. I'm going to let you do the honors and introduce our guest today here, John. Yeah, sure. Jared, he's, he's one of those guys that I, I've had a chance to, to kind of bump into in the industry several times. Just kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of how it is. It's kind of a small community and you get to uh, bumping the people here and there. And sometimes you recognize that some people are, are some of the good people and some of your favorite people out there. Uh, I think Jared fits Bill when uh, talking about some of the some of the best people in the industry. And what I mean by that, too, is people who can share a lot with the industry, because uh, that's a, a big passion of ours is to share information with our listeners to help them just be better. And, you know, I think as far as getting getting trainers and, and getting leaders out there, to be able to improve themselves and improve the people around them. I think Jared's someone that can help us out with that. So I'd like to introduce uh, Jared, Go- Jared Cogswell. And, and Jared, can I start you off with a, a very basic first question? And that is, tell us about yourself. Tell us how you got started in the fitness industry and about your journey and how it got you to here. Well, a- absolutely. But first, I-, I just want to thank you guys for having me on the show. I admire what you guys are doing. You guys are having a huge impact. I've seen you at the events. I- I've been following uh, you guys, uh, you know, for the last year, and it seems like ISSA is everywhere. And I just admire that because you guys are putting, I have put together a really strong, credible team. And, and uh, so I, I just think that needs to be noted first. But yeah, John, I'll, I'll answer your question here. You know, I, I think I started off in, in fitness like most other young people, right? You know, I was in high school. Uh, I was training for sports. I had an I had an uncle that took me to, my, to the gym for the first time, and uh, he he soul crushed me. You know, looking back on that first experience <laughs> at the gym, and I couldn't walk for three or four days. He was training for college football and so forth, but I loved the feeling of being inside the gym. I loved a little bit of the the supper fest back then. I loved the noise. I loved to hear the 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 iron clanking around. Yeah. And uh, just the vibe in general. And I just remember uh, the first gym I ever joined, I wanted to work there. You know, I wanted to just get, you know, a, a, a desk job at the front desk and greet people and so forth. And, you know, finally it happened. Right. And I ended up working at two different clubs. They weren't competitors, but they were across town from one another. And I just got the bug, you know, I just love being in the gym environment. Even when I was in high school, I would be in class and I was thinking, 
okay, uh, here's what I'm going to do. I was writing down my, my gym program, <laughs> doing what I was supposed to do in class. And I never imagined that I was going to actually have a career in fitness. I thought eventually I was going to grow up and get, quote, a real job. A big kid job, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And eventually I end up getting paid for my passion and just got some early opportunities. I, I uh, Six months into getting that first gig at, at the, the local health club. I don't think we call them those th- these days, but... Um, you know, I got certified as a trainer, uh, you know, even at, at the, the young age of 19. And I was just in it. You know, I love that I opened, you know, four days a week, I was there early. And I just wanted to be everywhere, you know, inside the gym. And that led to more opportunities, you know, even in college, getting management responsibilities. And then that, you know, once I graduated from college, that set up the next opportunity. And you know, I, the last thing I'll say about that is I always had this dream that I was going to play shortstop for the San Francisco Giants, right? Nice. And um, unfortunately, I didn't make it. But I eventually landed a, a position, and, and John knows his company well. Uh, but back in the day, when I landed the, my first ever wellness director job with Leisure Sports, that was my major leagues. And, um, and that really set, set the tone for the rest of my career. Nice. Very nice. So you're involved with quite a few different organizations um, now, including um, you work with Fit Fighter. Can you tell, I'm like mildly obsessed with these products. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about Fit Fighter? Yeah. You know, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about how I met Sarah uh, and we can dig into this in just a bit, but uh, for, you know, for eight years, I was a platinum level coach for the Todd uh, Durkin Fitness Business Mastermind. And um, back in 2019, I met Sarah Apgar, and she had uh, these these steel hoses made out of real fire hose embedded with three millimeter steel shot. And we were doing this workout at one of our retreats. We we usually get together offsite in a cool location uh, twice a year, and we were doing these workouts out in the park. I think we were in we were in Vail, Colorado at the time. And uh, I didn't know exactly what it was all about until I tried it. And, you know, I I thought it was cool. It was a product where you can partner up with one another. You can swing these hoses around, depending on the weight, you know, that the increments run from five to 50 pounds. Um, You can swing them, lift them, move them, drag them, slam them. And so my trainer had just started working. I'm like, okay, this is a really cool product. And what I think is really awesome is not just the versatility of the product, but who it accommodates. You know, it can accommodate, you know, that that new beginning fitness participant, right? That may be intimidated by your traditional free weights. And it's it's kind of like this, and you know, you you've seen them, right? And you've yeah. used them. And when you get when you give a steel hose to somebody, they're not intimidated. They're just kind of like they don't even realize they think they're playing with the weight, right? Uh, but they're actually they're training. And, yeah. um, but I, but I think the other cool thing about it is I've used the steel hose as a conditioning tool. Cause I do a lot of personal workouts outdoors. I'm running up hills, doing stairs, everything that I do from a training standpoint, I want it to correlate with what I do up in the mountains. So moving weight is really important to me. And that's, that's the kind of tool that the fit fighter steel hose has been for me. And that's what we're trying to express, uh, you know, to the fitness industry that this is a way to elevate your training toolbox 
by providing some diversity. And it's going to accommodate that beginner, like I said, all the way up to the elite athlete. Because, you know, depending on the weight that you're using, you could be using so many different 3D movement patterns. We've got Benny Wiley as the the strength and conditioning uh, coach for the USC football team. He's been using it with his players. Nice. And so there's just so many uh, opportunities to expand that that toolbox, like I said, with for your clients. Absolutely. So guys, we're going to link this product in our description for this episode because it's so cool. And like Jared just said, I think it's super important to diversify the tools that we use. It's not just about dumbbells and barbells. And to his point, some people don't want to use that. Some people are intimidated by things like that. And when we can make it fun and engaging and they feel like, oh, I'm just here playing with some fire hoses, right? They have no idea what they're doing Like as far as this is work, but then they come out of it feeling good. They feel invigorated. They feel strong in the things that they do. And Jared, I love that you said you like to go to the mountains because I am more of what you would call an indoor people. And <laughs> so when you say you're going to the mountains and going like rucksacking and all these things, I'm like, that's so cool. I'm, I'm happy for you because I'm out here just trying to dodge cars and make my life easy going through the grocery store. <laughs> Well, you know, no matter what you do, though, in life, right, you know, it's I I call it the game of life and and we're all athletes. Right. And so I think, you know, um, we could all go out for a run. We could run up those hills without weight. But when when you move with weight, you're moving stronger. And we know that when when we get stronger, we're going to be able to sustain the lifestyle that we desire. And I think that this is one of those tools I you know, I wouldn't bring necessarily a, a bunch of dumbbells uh, to the park with me, but I can bring the steel hose. But I I look at the steel hose as, like I said, something to diversify, um, provide some versatility to your training. Uh, but I don't look at it as normally just a replacement tool because I use the kettlebells. I use the dumbbells. I still use all the tools. But I, I think the cool thing about the Fit Fighter steel hose is we can move stronger and we're actually developing a, a rup system that goes with it. So you can be plugging in those five yeah. to 10 pounders, anywhere from five to 40 pounds and moving weight. Um, Cause I, I, I have a, a, just a huge attraction to rucking uh, over the last 12 months as well. That's awesome. See, I'm going to live vicariously through you though. Cause again, indoor people. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't be so vicarious. I, I will actually love to take those things outdoors. Uh, Jared, I, I'm, I'm here in Colorado right now. And again, a, a lot of great outdoor fitness. And I love what you brought up about uh, these tools are being used with USC football, uh, but then they can also be used as a tool where people feel like they're, they're playing with the tools as opposed to quote unquote working out. Uh, so it makes it so much less intimidating. So I think that's great. But I do want to back up on something because I, I want to know what, what some of these secrets are. You mentioned your work with the Todd Durkin Fitness Business Mastermind. And I know you can't give away all the secrets, but what the heck are they teaching you guys? Because I've met a lot of great people in the industry. And one thing a lot of them have in common is this mastermind. Uh, so they must be doing some pretty good things uh, down there. So so tell us a little bit about your experience and what you were, what you were able to draw from it. Well, I... I can tell you this. I mean, we know culture starts at the top, right? And Todd Durkin is is one of the best uh, there is on creating culture. And, you know, Todd is, has become over the years a, a very dear friend. I talk to him, you know, every couple of weeks, uh, always checking in on one another. If we're, if we're wrestling with something in our minds, we call each other. But Todd is uh, one of the most disciplined and consistent people I know. He practices what he preaches, literally. 
And um, I, I remember meeting Todd. I was speaking at a, a, one of the conferences and he was in the room next to me. And I, when I saw that he was speaking next to me, I'm like, ah, crap, who's going to be showing up at my seminar when I got Todd Durkin next to me? So I actually went over there, introduced myself and I said, hey, Todd, I'm, I'm Jared. I, I'm speaking at the room next to you. I'd actually just love to come and listen to you than than listen to myself. <laughs> and um, and we struck a friendship there. I brought him up. I for years I I managed um, what we call an athletic resort up in Portland, Oregon, called Club Sport. I brought Todd in, um, you know, to spend a day with with our training team, and it was just like this magical day that none of us will forget. And uh, from there, I, I went to Todd's mentorship for three and a half days with one of our um, one of our top trainers and uh, just got really involved in it because Todd is somebody that's going to make you better, not just professionally, but personally. And Todd was Todd just came into my life right at the right time. And, you know, I've always been somebody that's uh, I've always been a team player, always been kind of captain of the team and always been a leader. But what Todd taught me in the very beginning is you've got to lead from the heart, you know, because, um, you know, we know this. People don't know, uh, don't care about how much you know. They, they want to know how much you care. Right. And that's what I learned from Todd first and foremost was I need to lead more with this, especially to motivate and inspire my team and empower them um, to care about what we do on a daily basis. and. And, you know, Todd is that we call him the mind right maniac. And, and he, he's just that guy that, um, again, he practices what he preaches. But when you're I, eventually I had the opportunity to coach uh, for the Todd Durkin uh, mastermind. And we covered the gamut. We cover leadership. We covered staff development, sales and marketing, member retention, programming in the trenches, you know, different training programs. But the most important piece of it is the masterminding itself. So we all have, you know, all had our different teams, you know, from 16 to 20 gym owners. And we were all learning from one another. What's working? What's not? How can we help one another? It was, it's truly a mastermind for people to improve their business. It never gets old. And, you know, again, Todd's just brings this electric energy. Um, it's a, it's, it's just a very vibrant, close-knit culture and community of fitness pros from all over the globe now. And, um, you know, I think once you get involved in that mastermind, you, just, you stay loyal to it. Like, you, you can't imagine yourself being separated from it. And when I took on the role from Fit Fighter, because it was such a, a big role to take on and learn, um, I decided I need to step down as a coach, but I need to stay involved. So, what, what was really cool is we promoted one of our longtime team members uh, to the coach, to a coaching status. And, and I still stay, uh, um, you know, involved with the team. So that's that's still been uh, something that's really special and dear to my heart. Nice. Love that. Love that, Jared. You know, one thing we hear over and over again from uh, a lot of our guests on the podcast are, are, is the importance of having great mentors out there. And this to me sounds like a way to get you know, top-notch mentorship in many different parts of the industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, I think, again, I, I think there's so many people within the group, they could be leading their own masterminds. That's how talented uh, that community is. But I would encourage just your, your listeners, um, get involved in a mastermind. 
um, at any level. You know, it's just going to make you better. It's always great to be hanging around like-minded people. And the thing that I always said too, you know, I know what it's like to be a gym owner as well. And you kind of feel like you're on this island by yourself, right? Well, when you're connected with the mastermind, if you're having some challenges, you've got somebody you can reach out to right away. And that's, that's a big piece of, of what the masterminds are all about. Nice. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there. To John's point, mentorship is amazing. And some people are like, well, where do I look? I mean, open your door. There's lots of places out there. There's lots of people out there that could potentially be a mentor. Um, and we want to talk today about like coaching philosophy and how we can build that. But for you, Jared, what is a coaching philosophy? Like, let's start there. What is it first? Well, I, I think a, a coaching philosophy is, you know, and it gets missed a lot in our industry. Mm -hmm. I, I see it, you know, we run the gamut. You know, you'll go into one, you know, say a studio, for example, and they've got 50 group fitness classes on the on the schedule and there's no like purpose to it. Right. It's just like I'm going to put all of these classes on the schedule and people will come. But that's awesome to some degree to have that diversity, but there's no purpose. There's not enough purpose to the training to get people the results that they want and that they they need, essentially. And, you know, I, I think part of the coaching philosophy, especially, you know, and I, maybe we'll get into this, but I co-created uh, something called Spartan Deca a few years back. Nice. And it was all about testing our fitness. And but uh, most importantly, celebrating our fitness. So all that time we spend in the gym and that, you know, maniacal commitment, so to speak. It's like, OK, where where am I? Where do I fit? on the scale of fitness testing. And I think we need to do more of that so that we can celebrate and recognize the, the gains and the progress we're making with our clients. I don't think we do enough, uh, we, we don't do enough intake on performance, you know? And I don't mean performance in the athletic sense. I mean it as like, hey, we want you to move stronger. We want you to, it's not just about jumping on the scale. It's about being a fitter, version of yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally, especially in today's time. So I think if you're running those three pillars um, within your coaching philosophy, you're onto something. Um, and then we also have the responsibility to continue to learn because we know mental health is a, is a big issue. And, but we also know that the physicality and the training that we bring, um, that can do wonders for us mentally and emotionally overall. So I think when we talk about, you know, I know it's a long-winded answer about coaching philosophy, but we have to bring in all those different elements. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, yeah, when I think of coaching philosophy, I think exactly what you said. The biggest word is purpose, right? What is your purpose? What is the purpose with what you're putting together for these people? What are they going to get out of it, right? Is there a systematic way that you go about doing it? Doing it? And obviously systematic is kind of something that we use sensitively in fitness because there is no systematic because it's so individual, but like, do you have steps, stages, right? Is there a process to what you're doing? And we also, not only do we need to develop this for ourselves so that we can have consistency with what we're delivering to people, but would you agree that it's important to get buy-in from the clients if you have a philosophy? Oh, absolutely. And I think you have to be upfront about that philosophy, you know, and, you know, there's, there's different ways to, um, you know, I think what I've learned over the, over time, you have to connect a lot of different dots, right? And how you onboard somebody is very important. 
But, you know, even before the onboarding, you have to build a relationship. You have to build trust. Then you then if that person signs up for whatever you're selling, whether that's a membership or or personal training, whatever it may be, you know, you need to you need to continue that relationship so that they open up so that you truly find out what they really want to achieve, what's important to them, what's the barriers of from their past experiences, especially when it comes to fitness. Because what I don't want is I don't want the the type of client that's with me for a few weeks. They miss a couple weeks. They just come in, they're just coming back and they're in the same place every time they come back. I don't want to keep starting over, you yeah. know? And so uh, what, what do I need to do? What do I need? I have the responsibility of finding out what makes them click, what keeps them inspired, what keeps them consistent and accountable. Um, it's not necessarily just discipline. Okay. Cause you know, when we say discipline, that means, okay, no fun. Okay, yeah. we're gonna have fun. Right. We're gonna build a relationship. We're gonna create experiences for this individual client. But I think you do have to have some sort of outline of a system um, in today's competitive market. You know, I think you know, like I was using the example of you know that that studio that's just throwing a bunch of classes up on the schedule. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. It's got to be more strategic and methodical. Like you know, and I. I see that the really solid facility operators and, and fitness professionals out there, they all have their system. And there's a lot that are starting to, to see this and buy into it. And I know we looked at some, some franchises out there. We've all said it. We're like, oh, that, that franchise, their system, it's so basic. It's so generic. Well, their system is working better than your non-system. Yeah. It may be basic, it may be somewhat generic, but it's getting people attracted to their facilities and continuing to engage them along the way. So I think the last thing uh, I want to say on that is you've got to set benchmarks in, in the beginning as well. Like mm -hmm. if I'm truly going to get you the results that you desire, I need to know where our starting points are. And that's that's what I, I, I don't like using the word test, um, but um you know, it is something that you have to do. It's it's like I just got to figure out where you are today, and then we'll we'll benchmark that so that we can we can celebrate that progress on a consistent basis. Because when we celebrate, that's what keeps me coming back. Absolutely. Or when they see, oh my gosh, this changed, right? They can actually see the data, the information. Um, that's oh, yeah. super motivating for a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. And, well, and, that, and then the self confidence just blows mm -hmm. up, you know. And when you get more confident. You keep coming back. So I think I am maybe, you know, since we're just talking here, maybe we would need to focus more on building confidence than just building bodies. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're back. Another ISSA rapid review coming at you. Drew Collins had this to say about the ISSA group exercise instructor course. It's comprehensive and detailed information. We love it. Thanks, Drew. I love it. Hey, hey, Jared, you you mentioned some of these uh, some of these benchmarks. Any insights in some some of your favorite tests? Because I get a feeling that it's not just about losing body fat and gaining muscle. I love the concept of just um, keeping your body useful uh, over time. Yeah. Uh, because uh, sometimes that's that's what we lose over time is just the usefulness of being able to do uh, everyday things to some of the some of the adventure type things that you like to do. But any insights into some of the tests that are your favorites? Well. I, I'm biased. I mean, the, the DECA test itself, we, you know, the, 
what we created there, um, I'm really proud of. Um, and, you know, I want to thank Joe DeSena, the CEO of Spartan, for allowing Yancey Culp and myself to, to be able to, to create that for Spartan. Um, you know, it started out as an event, you know, and it was, um, we thought it was originally like, hey, this is a, a, a great functional test, right? Where it's, it's full body. Um, we're using different modalities along the way and we're incorporating running. And um, we thought we and, and we believe this. It, it's proven that it is something for all levels of fitness. And that was DECA Fit. That's our 5K version. That's the one that you see at the convention centers. We had an epic event here at the Denver Broncos Training Center here back in March. And and um, it, that was just really special. But the pandemic actually, you know, really caused Yancey and I to, to dig deeper because we weren't able to hold large scale events with a thousand people in uh, what we called the DECA arena. So it was like, you know, him and I were sitting around at a lot of gyms actually here in Denver. That's where uh, DecaFit was supposed to launch back in 2020. And uh, Yancey said at first, he said, you know, we if we modified some of the versions of DecaFit, you know, and I think we were at a Lifetime Athletic Club. They had a huge turf field. And he's like, we can come up with a DECA version, you know, for this facility and an independent gym, a smaller boutique facility. And that's where DECA Strong and the DECA Mile was born. So it was these hybrid approaches. So from there, him and I just tested it out. And we, we went up and down the Florida coastline because Florida was on a different planet during the pandemic, right? So we could go <laughs> into these gyms. And uh, we were testing it. People loved it. We were doing these free events. And when we came back, we're, hey, we feel like we're onto something. Let's build an affiliate program so that these gyms could be hosting their own Spartan events, essentially, in their hometowns, positioning themselves as their market's authority when it comes to fitness, especially on the gamification side. And we'll give them 75% of the revenue that they bring in. We took care of all of that, right? So DECA Strong is, is the same 10 DECA zones um, as DECA Fit with no running. And everybody says, oh, no running, that sounds perfect for me. Well, that's that's really between all of us and your listeners, that's the killer, okay? <laughs> no recovery. And then DECA Mile is just, that's my favorite one because that's kind of the hybrid between the 5K and, and DECA Strong. And so um, it just, those tests, I really, gosh, John, if you could have listened and watched Yancey and I come up with every single zone, because I came from I came from the gym world, right? Yancey came from the obstacle course racing fitness world. So we combine these, these two thoughts of fitness together. And I would say, well, why don't we just do like a, a bear crawl here? And he was telling me, well, you could cheat that movement, you know, and and so when we broke down every zone, we were still arguing on the way back from Boston at Spartan headquarters in the in the airport about what DECA Zone 4 was going to be about, which ended up being the med ball sit-up tossed, you know. And uh, but every single zone had a purpose and it uh it challenges you in in every way, but we don't care if you run it, walk it, jog it, we just want you to earn your DECA mark. And uh so that <laughs> You know, it sounds so biased, but that that's my favorite test because I, I just really felt like we had the best test 
um, that we could come up with for the functional fitness world. Awesome. Yeah, there's there's lots of good tests out there. And like you said, the word test does sound scary to a lot of people. Assessment, same thing. They're like, oh, assessment. am I taking a multiple choice exam? Um, right. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. From the beginning, you were talking about how to use the word gamify. And that just means make things fun, like make it into a game for somebody so it doesn't feel like work. But there are ways to gamify um, these assessments and things that we have to do as benchmarks. Um, and these should be a big part of our coaching philosophy. I 100% agree. And if somebody's putting together their coaching philosophy, Jared, what tips would you have for them? Like, do they, first of all, they need to write it down, right? You can't just store it in your head and hope that you get it or you remember. But how can we help them build a coaching philosophy? What do they need to know? Well, I, I think it, it start. you know, it depends on who and where you're working, right? So if you work for someone, you, you want to stay in line with, with the philosophies of that specific uh, fitness business. Um, but I, I think what I learned, you know, I started doing a lot of these fitness events that involved testing 10 years ago. You know, we, we built um, back in the day, uh, one of the first performance centers, um, you know, in the country which was uh, really cool. And John, John knows about uh, the edge uh, facilities that we built uh, for club sport. Um, but we were running like what we called the edge games. And it was our one-off of, of CrossFit games and so forth. But again, it was something for all levels. That's going to test you in a variety of ways. It was going to test your endurance. And I, I'll say this, um, what I've learned is that I may have a great idea to myself, uh, but it's not always a great idea with the rest of the team or the people we're trying to reach. And what we, what I learned in in that environment is I brought all the coaches together. So if I had both of you as part of that team, I wanted to take your strengths and mold it into that coaching philosophy, that team coaching philosophy, um, because I didn't want us to be erratic in terms of like, Okay, um, he's doing something over here. She's doing something over here that's dramatically different. We have to have a vision. We have to have a consistent philosophy across the board. And I think the the integration of a new client or member is is the starting point. Uh, the second one is, uh, you know, what's that look like in the first sixty to ninety days uh, for that person beyond the first seven to fourteen days. And, you know, what are our testing protocols? What's going to be part of our event uh, process to celebrate that fitness and bring these communities together? Um, I think there's different elements beyond just the technical skills of the trainer, because, you know, as a guy that didn't get his exercise phys, you know, degree and, and had some of the, the basic certifications along the way. I felt like I was going to be more successful because I was I was building that system and relationships with my clients better than the the one with a bunch of letters behind their name, you know, because it, it and I think that's that's something that's really got to be important to your coaching philosophy is the relationship piece. You know, like we're running a my zone challenge here in a few days and everybody who's entered our challenge, I'm going to be on the phone with them. I'm checking in on them. You know, that's that's the beauty of of exercise gamification that shows us how people are, are doing, um, how they're performing, how consistent they are. And, you know, just giving them a little like on the my zone. And I'm not saying my zone's the only one. It's just one of my favorite ones. Sure. Um, I just I, I think it's 
really important for us to pay attention to the progress and the effort. Yeah. Well, so, speaking of the heart rate monitors, though, like my zone, you mentioned my zone. Guys, my zone, it's not that Jared's trying to promote my zone. Maybe he is. I have a my zone. It's a very accessible heart rate device, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of facilities that you go into where they have the, the readers for these devices. So if you're a personal trainer that maybe doesn't work in a studio, you work for yourself or you work in a private studio, it's something where potentially you could go to a lot of different places, enjoy the workouts, do the workouts in a different environment, make it fun and add a little variety. But chances are they still have the equipment to use those devices. Or like you said, you can use your phone. Um, my zone goes right to your phone. There's an app on your phone. So you can still go anywhere. You can take it outside and go up to the mountains. You can go, you know, camping. You can go to another park or something, right? You can use these things. So I love the fact that you're bringing up my zone specifically because um, it is a phenomenal device and you can take it with you. But that's a great thing to incorporate into your philosophy. This is a way, like you said, a way to track my clients, a way for them to track themselves, but it also makes it more fun, right? And competitive. And most people love to compete. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and the other thing, it, it connects people together, right? Mm-hmm. And we know just like social media, if you get a like or a comment, like, dang, that feels good, you know? Like somebody recognized what I did today. And I, I you know, the, the other side of it is, especially with some of my buddies, you know, we talk a lot of trash. They're like, hey, uh, did you really work out today? What was right. that? You know, <laughs> there's a lot of gray across that graph. <laughs> right. I like to do the opposite. When I see somebody gets like a ton of steps or something, I'm like, did you put your tracker on your dog? What are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't believe you. I need, I need proof. I need visual proof. <laughs> Absolutely. Jared, you're, you're one of these guys that's, you've kind of been there and done that with the industry. You've done a little bit of everything, right? You've been the coach um, to, to your clients. You've coached trainers on how to be better leaders. You've had your own business. You've helped other people run their, uh, their businesses. So you're, you've got a lot of valuable information for, for our listeners. So if you could, and I know this is tough, but if you could boil it down, if someone's brand new and they're starting the industry now, and it's a different time now than it was back when you and I got started, What's one big piece of advice that you give to someone who's getting started in the field? You know, I I think it goes back to what I said earlier a little bit, and then I'll expand on that. But again, people got to know that you, you care. That's, that's number one. I would number one, if I could go back and say the most important element of my training success over the years, it was, um, people skills, building relationships, you know, being uh, somebody that uh, people trusted would support them. Um, you still have to, you have to have the, the knowledge, the skills, the education. Don't get me wrong. Like that, that's paramount, right? But if you really want to make an impact, you, you've got to have passion for what you do. You got to remember your purpose every single day that you wake up, you know, like you get to go enhance somebody's life. In some cases, change somebody's life. Um, so when that alarm goes off at 4 a.m. or 4.30 a.m., man, that's purposeful. That's not just, oh, I'm tired. You know, like you get up and you go help, you're going to go help somebody, you know, be a better version of themselves. And then, it, and then beyond that, it's that relationship piece in between those workout sessions, right? And, and that's speaking directly to fitness professionals, but the relationship matters, the communication matters. And you know what? We know this. If that, if those elements are tight, then you don't even need to go out and sell because they're going to be just pushing more of their friends and family and, yeah. and people towards you, right? So it's an easy way to build your business. 
as long as you invest in people from an authentic standpoint. I love that. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, referrals are huge in this industry, but a lot of times you don't have to get referrals, right? They'll just be given to you if you're doing it right. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. Building community is is so important. And uh, I think that that part gets missed. You know, I I I travel to a lot of gyms and, you know, we've there's just like any other profession, there's good and bad, right? But I see a, I see a lot more bad right now than I'm seeing good. Sure. Um, to be honest with you, I think it's uh, I, I don't I don't want to sound like an old guy, but you know it's a little bit of generational. Like you, if you're wondering why people aren't showing up for your classes, okay, look in the mirror. That I mean, you got to look in the mirror. It's on you. You know that's the way I look at it. It's not because of the gym owner. It's not because of the gym. It's on you. And uh, maybe there's some tweaks you gotta you gotta make to get to build that partic- participation and and connect all those people together. I think that's yeah. that's the the other element that uh, is really important. Absolutely, I love it. Now, if our listeners want to reach out to you, learn more about Fit Fighter, or get in contact with you, how can they reach you? Well, I think we're all trying to build our Instagram every now and then, so. Uh, <laughs> So it's it's just simply Jared underscore Cogswell. Uh, you can find me on Instagram or uh, it could be Cogswell at fitfighter.com. That's my email uh, with Fitfighter. But absolutely, um, you know, I would love to share all the, the great things that Fitfighter can do for you as a fitness professional. Uh, but then, you know, what I, what I find myself doing is uh, we end up talking about their business and talking about different challenges. So it goes beyond just talking about a product. For sure. Yeah. And thank you for offering to be a resource for that for our students um, and our listeners, because a lot of people just need that guidance. They need to have that one person, that mentor to ask those questions of. And, and if it can be you, it's Jared. Let's do it. Yeah, that's, that's, my, that's one of my favorite things to do uh, in the industry is, is help other people. And, and I mean that sincerely. It's awesome. It shows. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jared. Awesome talk. Again, look at the links in the description of this episode, guys. We can find all of the things that we talked about with Jared today. John, do you have any last words for our listeners today? Yeah, we talked about a lot of things today, but like the three big things that stuck out was passion, purpose, and relationships. I think those are three main things to, to take away from uh, from this talk, because again, Jared's done done it all in the industry. But I think by sticking to those three things as um, big things that um, he aspires to be great at, uh, I think it helps him, and it certainly can help you all to to be better in this industry. Agreed. I would have to agree with that. Hey, one one quick share. the The reason why I even know John is because I was in the audience listening to him uh, many years ago, and nice. uh, he's he's taught me a lot as well. So because I kept on listening, so. Uh, again, it's been an honor to, to be a part of this. Uh, I'm excited to, to get more uh, integrated with, with what you guys are doing and keep, you know, just keep impacting all the people that you are. You guys are doing such a great job and I'm so impressed with the team that you've built. Thank you so much. Thank we appreciate that. that. I'm going to I'm gonna have to reach out. I'm going to get you on our YouTube series too. So <laughs> that sounds let's, good. Let's do a little chat about staying moving. I like that. I like that. Let's do it. When John was breaking it down. But thank you guys again. Thank you, Jared, for joining us. Thank you, John, for co-hosting with me. I'm going to tell Dan he's fired. (laughs) I'm just kidding, Dan. I love you. Uh, But thank you guys for listening as well. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And as always, we implore you to go out there into the world, be fruitful, multiply, and make 
good choices. We'll be talking to you soon.